It's actually random bonus. Hello and welcome to another edition of Random Album. Thank you for joining me. My name is BC. Well, as you can see by the title of this week's episode, this is a random bonus episode. And you probably know that the following week, because I did say I would try and do random bonus episodes in between the main episodes, this week's random bonus deals with songs by the Foo Fighters. And we have now entered the month of May by the time this episode airs. And we will find out this month whether or not the Foo Fighters are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's hard to believe this band has been around for 25 years. Can you believe it? I was in high school when this band started. So now you know how old I am. <clears throat> anyway, as you know, um, we've got to do a brief history of the Foo Fighters. And I'm going to do a little something different on this episode. I'm not only going to do my top 10 favorite songs by Foo Fighters. I'm also going to throw in my five least favorite I could have split this into two parts, just like I usually do with uh, situations like this. But you know what? I figure go big or go home, but have fun doing it. And with that said, here's a brief history of Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is an American rock band formed in Seattle, Washington in 1994. It was founded by former Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl as a one-man project following the dissolution of Nirvana after the suicide of Kurt Cobain. The group took its name from Foo Fighter, a nickname coined by Allied aircraft pilots for UFOs and other aerial phenomena. Over the course of their career, Foo Fighters have won 12 Grammy Awards, including Best Rock Album, four times. The band has also won an American Music Award, four Brit Awards, and two MTV Video Music Awards. Prior to the release of Foo Fighters' 1995 debut album, self-titled Foo Fighters, which featured Grohl as the only official member, Grohl recruited bassist Nate Mendel and drummer William Goldsmith, both formerly of Sunny Day Real Estate, as well as Nirvana touring guitarist Pat Smear. The band began with performances in Portland, Oregon. Goldsmith quit during the recording of their second album, The Color and the Shape, and most of the drum parts were re-recorded by Grohl himself. Smear departed soon afterward, but appeared as a guest with the band frequently from 2005. He would later rejoin the band in 2010. Smear and Goldsmith were replaced by Franz Stahl and Taylor Hawkins, respectively, although Stahl was fired before the recording of the group's third album, Nothing Left to Lose, in 1999. The band briefly continued as a trio until Chris Shiflett joined on guitar after the completion of Nothing Left to Lose. The band released its fourth album, One by One, in 2002, and followed that release with a double disc entitled In Your Honor which was split between acoustic songs and heavier material. Foo Fighters released their sixth album, Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace, in 2007, which would be nominated for a Grammy for Album of the Year. The band's seventh studio album, Wasting Light, produced by Butch Vig, was released in 2011, in which Smear returned as a full-time member. And in November 2014, the band's eighth studio album, Sonic Highways, was released as an accompanying soundtrack to the Grohl-directed 2014 miniseries of the same name. 
On September 15, 2017, the band released their ninth album, Concrete and Gold, which became their second to reach number one in the United States, and was the band's first studio album to feature longtime session and touring keyboardist Rami Jaffe as a full member. In February of 2021, the band released its 10th album, Medicine at Midnight, and was nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which will be determined this month. And now that you know a little bit about the Foo Fighters, let's get to fooing. They're ranking. Sorry. Okay. Well, I completely understand that my top 10 favorite songs and even what I have coming up, the five worst, is not going to make everybody happy. But again, this is my list. You're entitled to your favorite Foo Fighters songs, just like I'm entitled to what mine are. Or in this case, for the next 10 minutes, I will count down my five least favorite Foo Fighters songs. And then we'll get right into the top 10. So now you know. I'm kicking things off on the worst list at number five with Cheer Up Boys, Your Makeup is Running from Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Uh, this song was inspired by Dave Grohl making fun of what he called fake emo emo fans and even took a couple of rap shots at My Chemical Romance during this song, too. Uh, I get where he was coming from. I definitely applaud the uh, dissing, but at the end of the day, much like most of Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace, it was just kind of more background music than anything. I'm trying, I, I don't mean to jump ahead on the Foo Fighters albums episode, but to this day, I still don't know how Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace got them their first album of the year nomination. We do so I don't know. I think much like the album itself, had that song, had this song been tweaked, a little more, I think I would have enjoyed it as just as like I would have enjoyed the album itself. But I really, nothing really stood out except for maybe one or two songs off the album. And this wound up being my least favorite song off the album. I think it could have been better, but even then, it still would have made my worst list. Just saying. Taylor Hawkins did a great job with the drums and backing vocals. Dave Grohl's vocals and guitar work on point, as always, but lyrically didn't really do anything for me. Now, here's where I'm really going to piss off a whole bunch of people here. Coming in at number four, their most popular video from their self-titled debut from 1996, Big Me, the one that parodied the Mentos commercials. You know the one. When I talk about it, carries on. I mean, I get it. It served its purpose. It's a two minute, 13 second song. It's harmless. 
the video is a lot of fun, especially when you were getting sick of seeing those Mentos ads every five seconds on television back then. Uh, the video got overplayed, but I love the video, yet the song got played to death because of that video, and I just kind of soured on Big Me over time. During my last stint in radio, when I was looking for a little over two minutes to fill, but not enough to go past the top of the hour news intro, this the Big Me just always seemed to be the one that I always used for filler, and it got to the point where Everybody had been using it too, and you heard Big Me almost every hour near the top of the hour, like it was 1996. It was ridiculous, and by then, it's a cute song, but I just don't like it as much as I used to. Yeah, that's about it. And if it it does give me peace of mind knowing that they don't sing that song as much as they used to. When my wife and I saw them in concert a couple of years ago, Big Me was not on the list. And I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a fan. The video's still fun, but the song, eh, not so much. Moving right along, coming in at number three, here comes another bit of anger that Foo Fighters fans are going to give me. And I'm not going to give anything away in the albums section yet, but yeah, you can bet I'm not going to be nice to one by one. The leadoff single for that, All My Life, comes in in third. I will be honest, though, I really liked it when I first heard it, but that was because there was a brand new Foo Fighters song, and at that point, around 2002, with the success of Color in the Shape and Nothing Left to Lose, everybody was excited to hear about a new Foo Fighters album. And this was the lead-off single. It was good, but it's not great. It's definitely not one of my all-time favorites that I go to when I want to hear a Foo Fighters song, you know? And honestly, the more I listened to it, there was that one, there's one issue that kept this song from being one of my favorites and more a least favorite. It got to the point where all my life sounded way too by the book for Foo Fighters. And there's that old adage, you heard one Foo Fighters song, you heard them all. This is the epitome of, you've heard one, you've heard all of them. Thankfully, they've gotten better. And there is one good song on here that I will talk about much later in this episode. But for now, All My Life is at number three. So we're almost done with the worst. We've got two more to go. My pick at number two is the most recent this is the newest song on this list and i'll let you know there's probably not going to be any new songs from medicine at midnight on the best of list but if i ever decide to go back and do a have a redo of this i'll probably include some because the album's good but the first single shame shame not so much it's at number two So 
I applaud the difference in music for this song. I really do. It sounded good live when they when they first performed it on Saturday Night Live a few weeks back. But it, I can honestly say without shame, and take this as a badge of honor, Dave Grohl and company, Shame Shame is the only bad song on Medicine at Midnight. And I will be talking about the new album on next week's episode when I cover the Foo Fighters discography. And yes, that is immediately the week. It's going to be next week. You're listening to the Foo Fighters songs. Next week, I cover the albums. So you'll hear my thoughts on Medicine at Midnight. But, oh, shame, shame is just, it just felt like a chore to listen to the more you listen to it. Thankfully, it is the only bad song on the album. And it was yet another number one hit just on the simple fact that it was Foo Fighters. And now we come down to my least favorite Foo Fighters song of all time. And I have very good reason for that as well. My pick for number one, uh, you know what? I'm just going to play it for you because I don't think this needs an introduction. The best of you from their double album, In Your Honor, is my least favorite Foo Fighters song of all time. It's not a terrible song. Let's get that out of the way. So don't attack me with comments. If you do, you can follow me on Instagram at random.album or just leave messages on anchor.fm or even reviews on Google Cast and iTunes and any streaming services you follow that carry random album rankings. But my God, it, it starts off great, but then you get to the chorus which after a while just sounds so repetitive, you want to throw your stereo against the wall or just change a different channel if you're listening to it in your car. It's coming up, so I, I think you know where I'm going with this. running out of ideas uh, for lyrics to the chorus. So when you, the more you hear the best, the best, the best, it, it gets old. And I just cringe every time I hear that song. Now it's definitely not one of their best tracks by any means. And the one thing that drove me to loathe the best of you, somebody on YouTube had the gall to upload the best of you, but looping the chorus. Best, 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 
isn't this isn't the record scratching or skipping. Somebody actually decided to be evil, and the result is this is exactly why I think I want to hear this song. Okay, okay, okay. Get to the rest of the song. Stop! Stop it! Okay, um, yeah, um, let's get to my top 10 favorite Foo Fighters songs. Stick around. Foo Fighters, in your honor. Includes the singles, Best of You, DOA, and Resolve. Foo Fighters, in your honor. Out now. And now it's time for my top 10 favorite Foo Fighters songs of all time. This is not going to be your everyday run-of-the-mill favorite songs list where I pick all the big hits. No, there will be, there are a few big hits on here, but I'm going to go with some, also go with some deeper cuts as well as ones that seem to get lost in the shuffle or that people tended to forget about. So with that said, I'm going to start things off at number 10 from their greatest hits release. Oh, by the way, being as this this is my list, I can also be a little unfair as well. From 2009's Greatest Hits Collection, Wheels. I really enjoy this song, and I feel that the song hasn't really gotten as much love as it had when it first came out, despite cracking the top five on the mainstream rock charts and even cracking the adult top 40 charts as well. It's I don't know why that song just disappeared over time, but I always really liked it. And it gave me a vibe of 70s rock tunes. I feel that had this come out in the mid to late 70s, at the time where Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner were kicking ass as far as 70s rock goes, I really feel this would have been a big hit, especially with a chorus like this. Yeah, I feel with the chorus like that, that was just, it's just really catchy. You can sing along to it. I mean, I think if Foo Fighters had been around in the 70s, they would have been in a class up there with Allman Brothers, with Leonard Skinner, with Deep Purple. I think Foo Fighters would have been successful no matter what decade they'd started out in. I mean, yeah, they started out in the 90s after Nirvana had dissolved. But, you know, Wheels just has that 70s rock vibe to it, you know? Uh, and 
I really wish people had paid better attention to that one because I don't know. It's it was just catchy and it's definitely great for road trip music. I can't stress that enough. So if you need a Foo Fighters song in your road trip collection, be it a mixtape, mix CD, or you create a playlist on a streaming service like Spotify or iTunes, Wheels by Foo Fighters should definitely be one of your selections. Now, moving right along to number nine. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be cheating here. Uh, this really wasn't much of a hit. I mean, it cracked the uh, lower realm of the top of the top 40 on the mainstream rock charts, but people tend to forget about it. And I'm cheating because this is the first of two songs that are on one album. So this is, there is nothing left to lose. It's the only Foo Fighters album where I have two favorite songs off of it. And they're both on this list. So don't like it too bad. My pick for number nine was a long rumored track to be about Courtney Love and her uh, selling out to the Hollywood game. It's called Stacked Actors. This was the follow-up to Learn to Fly, but... Yeah. I mean, that Chugga Chugga riff is just fucking phenomenal. In fact, let me just... Let me just uh, start that back up from the beginning, and I will shut up so you can just hear this great near 40-second intro. Nothing Left to Lose is one of their most under, most underrated albums. I know I'm giving away a little bit of info on the album's episode, but I just need to put that out there. There's Nothing Left to Lose is a hell of an album. Enough that I included two songs on my best of list. But Stacked Actors is, I don't know, I just love that opening. It sounds amazing live. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't play it. Well, my wife and I saw them in concert a couple of years ago, but a friend of mine said that they played it about 2003, and I guess he said they played it twice. Yeah, I can see how that would be about Courtney Love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great song, and it kicks off the Nothing Left to Lose album just with a fucking bang, and they don't let up. The entire four-and-a-half-minute track is just stellar. And I know I'm not the only person who thinks this is one of their favorite Foo Fighters songs. I mean, I have it at number nine because, yeah, there are eight other songs that are much better, but trust me, if you're a Foo Fighters fan and you have your favorite songs list, 
I know somewhere you've got stacked stacked actors in your top 10. There's just no way around it. It's there. And the song kicks ass. And speaking of songs that kick ass, also on There's Nothing Left to Lose, it's almost unfair to include two songs from one album on the list. Even more so to include two songs back to back from the same album. Uh, my pick for number eight is Learn to Fly. It's just a kick-ass song, just like Stacked Actors is. But the one thing that really stuck out from that for that song was the video for it, which featured Tenacious D. I had vibes of the movie Airplane from 1980. It's just such a fun video. And that song with the soaring chorus, the guitar work on here is solid. Taylor Hawkins is kicking ass on drums. It's just a damn good song from beginning to end, much like Stacked Actors. This was a huge hit. This wound up being their first number one hit on the alternative chart and mainstream rock charts. It even cracked the pop charts. So yeah, Foo Fighters was being played in on the same pop stations as Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC were at that time. Let that shit sink in for a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Foo Fighters on the same station as Britney Spears, all those boy and girl groups. Yeah, that's how much of an impact that song made. I'll tell you what, uh, one little story, I, I don't want to say personal story because there is no uh, backstory about this uh, related to the song, unfortunately. But when I was working at a soft rock station up on the Iron Range uh, back in the early 2000s, Learn to Fly stuck out like such a sore thumb. It was amusing. This was the only edgy hard rock song that was played on the light fm station so for those who aren't familiar with uh light fm stations in the early 2000s here's who was on the playlist elton john celine dion mariah carey michael bolton and for retro purposes barry manilow partridge family uh, Kenny Rogers, Richard Marks, the list goes on and on. And then you have... Talk about one of these acts is not like the other. And the only reason it was kept on there was because the uh, program director at the time loved the song. So this was the only edgy song that we could get away with playing. So amidst all the I hope you dance and how am I supposed to live without you and all that soft, easy listening shit, you got Foo Fighters. And I could live with that. Whenever it was on my playlist for the day, I was happy. And I cranked that up because that's how I roll. Make my way back to the 
Moving right along to number seven, this one either people have forgotten about or for those that haven't forgotten about and actually remembered it, people probably considered this next song a throwaway tune. Well, you know, I don't know if I would call it a throwaway tune. In fact, it wasn't even found on any of their studio albums. In fact, it was included on the soundtrack to Orange County. Remember that movie? From 2002, I believe, 2001, 2002, Jack Black, Colin Hanks, and Sissy Spacek's daughter, Skylar Fisk. Uh, Colin Hanks' character tries to get, in the har- get into Harvard, but there's some kind of uh, mistake as far as letters of, the letter of recommendation went. And it's just a madcap adventure of Colin Hanks trying to get into the college of his dreams. And... Things pretty much go to shit. But the movie was okay, but the soundtrack to me was the most memorable. Aside from Defy You by the Offspring, this song at number eight, The One, was one of the big standouts from that soundtrack. Take a listen to this. Everyone makes one mistake One more time for old time's sake One more time before the field fades One that's born of memories One more bruise you gave to me One more test, just how much can I take? You're not the one, but you're the only one You make me feel like this I think this is a horribly underrated song of all of the uh, songs that weren't on the albums and whatnot. I don't know. I enjoyed the song. It's two minutes and 45 seconds long, which is 30 seconds more than Big Me was, but I would listen to the one 1,000 times in a row more than I would hear Big Me a thousand times in a row. I'm just simply saying, I there's more meat in the one than there is in Big Me, you know? And, my God, the guitar work from Dave Grohl is just absolutely on point, as usual. I really like this song, and I'm glad that the Foo Fighters incorporated this on their uh, B-Sides, Demos, and Rarities collection that came out a couple years ago called uh, 000-2022-5. I, I really like it. I think it's a great song. It's a great collection, General, but at least the Foo Fighters remembered to include the one on this one, and the one is at number seven. What can I say? It's fun, it's short, it's sweet, and it's very fast-paced. So blink and you miss if you've never heard this song. But if you listen to Hard Rock Radio and Alternative Radio in 2001 and early 2002, then this basically whets your appetite for the new Foo Fighters album, which wound up sucking. But we'll talk about that on next week's episode when I discuss the 
the albums of the Foo Fighters. For right now, we jump into number six. Uh, this is actually the most recent song on my list. Uh, we're not going to. There's no songs from Medicine at Midnight in my top ten just yet. Maybe in a few years down the road, there will be a couple. I'm sure. But the most recent one comes from Concrete and Gold, which came out in 2017. And this was actually my favorite song off the album, The Sky is a Neighborhood. interpret heaven it doesn't matter what the idea is but i think the sky is a neighborhood is probably in my opinion the best interpretation of up above honest to god i really think they delivered with the description sky is a neighborhood yeah okay i'll buy that for sure concrete and gold i Really thought it was their best album in a very long time, probably since Wasting Light. And I definitely played the hell out of it when it came out in 2017. And say what you will about songs like Run and all that, Skies the, Na- Skies the Neighborhood was definitely the highlight from the album, in my opinion. But the songs really did sound great live, especially this song. Now, I'll be honest, while I don't consider myself a Bible thumper, uh, I do consider myself Christian, and I don't know, this song really resonated with me, and I believe that this was the best interpretation of what heaven would be like. And it came from a rock icon like Dave Grohl, America's favorite uncle of rock music. And yeah... Uncle Dave Grohl really delivered with this one. I do think it is one of his, it's not only one of his best uh, songs lyrically, but as a Foo Fighters song in general, i definitely put it up there, uh, at least up at number six. So with that said, we are halfway done with my top 10 favorite Foo Fighters songs list. Side two, the second half, is coming right up. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Random Album Rankings. Remember, listener support is greatly appreciated, so be sure to leave a comment and message below, and if you're feeling up to it, you may leave a donation as well, as little as 99 cents a month, not even a buck. So to learn more, go to anchor.fm slash random dash album. Remember, that's R-A-N-D-U-M-B dash A-L-B-U-M-B slash support and do your part. Thank you again. Now, back to the show. 
This is side two. If you want to play the record from the beginning, please turn over. Do not play this side if you want side one. This is side two. That's right, folks. We are halfway done with this list. We, I am halfway done with this list. Well, technically, I guess we, meaning you, the listener, are done with this list, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie about it. So, yes, this is side two of my top ten list of Foo Fighters songs, favorite Foo Fighters songs of all time. And like I said, being as it's my list, I'm going to uh, rank whatever, not just whatever songs I feel are in my top ten, but whatever versions of songs in my top ten. Let me explain. Uh, You'll find out I'm not the biggest fan of One by One. I did like times like these, though. However, not the version on the album. I much preferred the acoustic version. I'm a one-way motorway. I'm a road that drives away. Follows you back home. I'm a streetlight shining. I'm a white light, blind and bright, burning off and on. Oh, it's times like these you learn to live again. It's times like these you give and give again. It's times like these you learn to I I don't know. You know, I think I prefer this version over the uh, rock version, the original version that was found on One by One. I just really feel the acoustic version made more sense for a song as powerful as times like these. And I will be honest, it also uh, stuck with me just from watching the video of Dave Grohl in the recording studio all by himself, just cutting the song with an, with just an acoustic guitar in his voice. It, uh, I don't know, it was just a nice laid-back atmosphere, which is a rarity as far as Foo Fighters had gone at that point. Uh, I don't know, times like these just, just seems to resonate, and it's definitely my top five with... Of course, at times like these, you learn to live again. It's times like these, you you give and give again. And here's where I'm probably going to anger a good chunk of Foo Fighters fans. I know, I know Dave Grohl wrote the song. I get it. It's a Foo Fighters song. That's fine. But would you believe me if I told you I don't think they have the best version of that song, despite the fact that they wrote it. No, here's the best version of it. What you're hearing right now is Glenn Campbell's version of Times Like These, which was off of his covers album from 2008, Meet Glenn Campbell, an underrated country album in its own right. And this was one of the highlights. It's 
machine when I heard Glenn Campbell's version because it sounded like it would have belonged in the 60s. If you had told me this song was in, was written in the 60s or performed in the 60s, I probably would have believed you just based on Glenn Campbell's version right then and there. I, I love the song in general, but I got to be honest, Glenn Campbell's version is the best version, but it was also enough to put times like these in my number five spot, even if it is the acoustic version, which between you and I, the acoustic version of times like these is better than the Foo Fighters album version, but Glenn Campbell's version is much better than both versions. Are you confused? Should I talk about my number four pick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that right now. Coming in at number four from the wasting light album, which Holy shit, if that is not the best Foo Fighters album, well, it's it's one of the best Foo Fighters albums. I gotta be honest here. And one of the standouts among many, but my personal favorite from the album was the one that closed the album and was in the ending credit sequence in the first Thor movie. Yeah, I remember that too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Walk. Learning to walk again I believe I've waited long enough Where do I begin? Learning to talk again Can't you see I've waited long enough Where do I begin? Yeah, between Taylor Hawkins on drums, Dave Grohl's vocals, and the return of Pat Smear to the group, Wasting Light was one of the most cohesive Foo Fighters albums in their entire discography. And I still stand by that. I will also say Walk just really showed this is a prime example of a band that was not going to stop anytime soon. This is what a rock band should sound like. Songs like Walk is what a garage band, a rock band in training, or trying to make it, dreams of making it big, should strive for. It is seriously one of the best songs they've ever done, and is one of the best songs off of Wasting Light. And yeah, if you're a pro wrestling fan like me, this was also played during Edge's induction speech into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 after he announced his retirement. We all know he's not retired now. But the lyrics resonated and they fit for Edge's induction speech. And it's, yeah, it's just, you just want to jump in the air and just shout, yeah, when you hear that bridge. Yeah. 
my wife and I had a friend who actually did this at the karaoke bar once, and we were floored with the way she delivered the vocals, especially during the bridge. I know I wouldn't have been able to pull it off, and I probably would have been out of breath by the end, near the end of the bridge. So, but she totally killed it, and yeah, I can't think of anybody that would do a better version of it than that than that girl did at the karaoke bar. So, props to you, Jenna. Hopefully, you're doing you're doing well in Canada. Stay safe wherever if, wherever in the Great White North you are. So, yeah, Walk is definitely one of the best songs off the album, and it is one of my favorites. It has grown. It's actually moved up a little higher in the last few years because it had been in my top ten before, but this is the highest I've put it. It is in fourth as far as I'm concerned. Who knows? It may even go up next year, might go lower. Well, we don't know. Well, except me, that is. It's there's really nothing that can be said about it other than it's just fucking awesome. And we are in the top three, folks. We're almost done. And I'm almost done. Coming in at number three. Wow, let me tell you. Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace. This mm, was not a big fan of the album. I'm still trying to figure out how that got that got them their first album of the year award. I know I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. It just needed to be said. The best song on the album. I already talked about how Cheer Up is one of my least favorite songs off the album. Among many, but there are a couple of good ones. Long Road to Ruin doesn't get enough love, but I gotta say, my favorite... It's a cop-out, but my favorite song off of that album is the biggest hit of their career, The Pretender. The need you guaranteed The secrets that you keep on The song spent 19 weeks at number one in the alternative charts, and that was an all-time record for four years. They had beaten Red Hot Chili Peppers for most weeks at number one, most weeks at number one with their songs. And the Pretender was the one that knocked the Red Hot Chili Peppers down to second place. And I couldn't think of a better song choice to beat the Chili Peppers than this song and this band. I also like the video. It's all, It was almost like American Idiot, except instead of green water slash slime, it was just regular water. But Th that was probably one of the best rock videos I'd seen that year uh, at that point. And we all know rock music has had its share of critics as far as the status of it is. But you know what? With a band like Foo Fighters, rock is definitely here to stay. And I have to – I've been asked this. Are Foo Fighters worth seeing live? And the answer is Yes. My wife and I saw them in concert a couple years ago when they were promoting uh, Concrete and Gold, and this song kicks so much more ass live 
than it does on the stu on the studio album itself. You just have to see this band live before you die because if you want a rock show, you're getting a rock show. There's just no way around it. So when it's safe to go to concerts again and the Foo Fighters are in town and you're neck of the woods, get tickets for it. I don't care if you're not a fan, you're gonna be impressed if you see them live. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. And coming in at number two is one of the earliest songs on this list. I talked about Big Me on my five worst list, and this one is off the self-titled album as well. It is one of my favorites from that album. I feel that doesn't get enough love either. Yes, they've had they've put out far better albums since, but the self-titled is a good, dumb, fun album. And I can't think of anything more dumb and fun. No, not big me. Shut up. No, my pick for number two, I'll stick around. <laughs> kind of weirded me out when I was a kid. So this was another reason why that song stuck with me. That video, I'm not sure if you remember it, but it is Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters as a band for the video. Because as I mentioned, in case you forgot, Foo Fighters, the self-titled album, is essentially just Dave Grohl playing all the instruments. But the video was uh, the band and fighting some sort of antibody or blood cells or whatever. Very weird. But it definitely gave me nightmares for at least a couple days as a kid when I first saw it. It was a weird one. It was a scary one. But I, come on, the song kicks ass. I mean, listen to the chorus. I mean, yeah, take a listen to this. Let me get into this one more time. Sadly, the first, I mean, yes, I still listen to the song. I still like the song. But whenever I hear that I don't owe you anything line looped in the chorus, all I think of is the alternative polka by Weird Al Yankovic when he uh, sings it with accordion in hand. Yeah, that's still one of the best polkas that Weird Al had put out. I'm not going to lie. I love the alternative polka. And I love this song i'll stick around by foo fighters it's just a great song it's a good hard rock song i really wish this was played live when we saw them in concert um i know they played this as a call great song i'm not taking that away but i'll stick around needs to be brought back on your set list guys come on <laughs> I 
yeah, back in high school, that was my, that's one of the reasons I'll stick around, sticks around, as far as my Foo Fighters song list goes. And it does take the number two spot. So what do I have as my all-time favorite Foo Fighters song? To some, it may not come as a big shock. But before I give you that information, how about some honorable mentions? Before I announce my number one pick for favorite Foo Fighters song, let's list off some honorable mentions. Uh, as I said before, no songs off of Medicine and Midnight have made my favorites list yet, but maybe one of these days, and I'll talk about that on next week's episode when I talk about the Foo Fighters albums. But one of my personal favorites off of that new album, which is fantastic, by the way, is the hard rocker No Son of Mine. Gotta recommend that for sure. Uh, the Color and the Shape has some great songs on there too i have to include my hero and the honorable mentions although monkey wrench definitely is up there as well but i lean more towards my hero this is a call from the self-titled release definitely like that one it also sounds very good live and that uh saint cecilia ep that came out uh, about a couple years ago between uh, sonic highways and concrete and gold the title track for that one i thought was pretty damn cool too so, those are my, some of my honorable mentions. I got four because I know you're chomping at the bit to find out what my all-time favorite Foo Fighters song is. It shouldn't come as a big shock to many, but to some, I don't know. Hit the music. It's come down to this, the number one Foo Fighters song of my favorite Foo Fighters song of all time before we call this show over. Now, be sure you tune in next week when I talk about Foo Fighters albums and we'll see how high I rank the new album Medicine at Midnight. So you just have to wait until next week for that episode. But for now, it's time to talk about my number one favorite Foo Fighters song. And it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, not by a long shot. This is pretty much everyone's favorite Foo Fighters song. It was also hailed by David Letterman as his all-time favorite song. In fact, he listened to this song before he went in for open heart surgery all those years ago. And this was the song that was used to close out David Letterman's run late night on CBS television. Yes, I am talking about the song from The Color and the Shape. Big hit off that album. Everlong. I mean, why wouldn't it be? The thing that really stood out for me was this was actually the song that made me a fan of Foo Fighters. I wasn't really listening to that much alternative or rock music at that point, but this song really resonated with me. And the video for it, which 
basically was a parody of the Evil Dead. You got Taylor Hawkins and Drag playing Dave Grohl's girlfriend and that ridiculous spiked hair doing the video. It was also the last time Pat Smear was in a Foo Fighters video until 2011, because by that time, Pat Smear had announced that he was leaving the band for personal reasons. But, my God, this chorus. And yeah, the video is definitely a reason why I like the song. The song is just absolutely gorgeous from start to finish. And it's just a cruncher. The Dave Grohl on the guitar is just amazing. The lyrics are damn beautiful. I mean, it's it's a very passionate tune that you can headbang to. And one personal story on this one. This was the last song of the night at the at my wedding ceremony. My wife and I, this was our last dance song. Not the acoustic version. No, 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 no. I am talking about the album cup, the album version, the four minute, 11 second track that dominated the 90s rock radio. One thing that I was really weird for the video, besides the fact that the video was weird in general, was because they uh, there was an alternate ending to the song, because it seemed like it was going to end, and then it kind of reverbed, and then went right back to that uh, chorus one final time. So you basically had a fake-out ending, but at the same time, whether you like that version or the one on the album, Everlong by Foo Fighters is definitely their masterpiece. It's Dave Grohl's masterpiece. It's the Foo Fighters masterpiece. And goes without saying, most people would agree, this is the best Foo Fighters song of all time. It's on everybody's list at number one, and it's on my list at number one. Case closed. Well, that wraps up another edition of Random Album Rankings, but before I go, I have not one, but two recaps on this episode, and we'll start with the first one, which was my top five least favorite Foo Fighters songs. At number five, I had Cheer Up Boys, Your Mascara's Running from Echo Silence, Patience and Grace, Big Me from their self-titled debut at number four, All My Life from the One by One album at number three, the most recent Foo Fighters single on this list, Shame Shame from the new album Medicine at Midnight, and my least favorite Foo Fighters song, Best of You from In Your Honor. And now for my top 10 favorite Foo Fighters songs of all time. I have Wheels at number 10, that can be found on their Greatest Hits release, Stacked Actors, and Learn to Fly take number 9 and number 8 respectively, both are from the Nothing Left to Lose album. At number 7, 
the one from the Orange County soundtrack. At number six, Sky is a Neighborhood from Concrete and Gold. Number five, the acoustic version of Times Like These. The original version can be found on One by One. Walk from Wasting Light at number four. The Pretender from Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace at number three. I'll Stick Around from their self-titled debut takes the number two spot. And goes without saying, my favorite Foo Fighters song of all time, Everlong, from The Color and the Shade. Be sure to tune in next week when I count down from worst to best the entire discography of Foo Fighters. So hopefully you'll tune in. And remember, listener support is greatly appreciated. Leave five-star reviews or even one-star reviews on Google, iTunes, or wherever streaming services are available. You can also donate on anchor.fm slash random-album. Click listener support. You can leave a message, positive or negative, and you can donate as little as 99 cents a month. Not even a buck. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at random.album for future episodes and just random music news here and there. So until next week, this is BC saying, the world is your oyster. Get out there and go shuck it. Bye, everybody. You may think this idea is dumb. Well, you're wrong. It's actually random.